everybody, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Dual Shockers Shotcast. I'm your host, Logan Moore, and with me again this week is a very boy who's choking a whole bunch. It's Tomas Franzisi. Hey, dude. Hey, everyone. Got the hat trick three in a row. Three in a row. You're back again, once again. Uh, also joining us back on the show this week is Taylor Lyles. Hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you in like weeks, actually. Yeah, I've been doing good. Uh, just the last couple of weeks, just getting adjusted back to school. So that's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. How's that been for, so the three of us are all in college. How has that been for you guys? Because I'm still trying to find that balance myself. I've actually found it towards the middle of the week, which, you know, I mean, because like I kind of already had like a schedule set out, like when I was doing all these jobs over the summer and stuff like that. And I was just able to kind of implement it over to my class schedule. So mm-hmm. I'm having a good transition towards it. Tom, how are, yeah. how are you doing as a as a freshman? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a freshman this year, so I mean, there's a there was a lot of adjusting the first week. I haven't had a ton of time to play games. Uh, like shovel knight's the only thing I played consistently until this week. Uh, yeah. I'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah, so it's I mean, right now though, I just think I kind of hit the balance this week. So. so what have you been doing? I'm curious what college life is like for you you're you're our baby boy of the staff tom (laughs) we gotta know how your how your college experience is going uh you hanging out with a bunch of people you going out every night or anything like that you going to all the parties and the ragers on the on campus no i mean i'm not the biggest partier so not a ton but college (laughs) yeah now you're a partier we hung out at e3 you were you had like a lampshade on your head at one point. I, I remember it. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I'm pretty tame actually. It, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find that balance, especially when your semester changes or my schedule changes every semester at least, and then trying to slot in work and the rest of that stuff. So it's a lot of moving parts. I think when you're still in school and then trying to juggle real work and work for the site and all that other good stuff. Uh, let's get into what we've been playing for the week um i can keep it real simple i'm still playing destiny 2 and that game has gripped me way more than i ever anticipated i'm trying to get ready for the raid which starts tomorrow wednesday uh we're recording this on tuesday the 12th um so the raid starts tomorrow i'm trying to get ready for that i'm at 240 light level right now so i'm getting close but uh Never expected to be grabbed by that game in that way. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I just avoided it completely, like both games. That's so. probably not a terrible idea because I was like pacing back and forth in my house waiting for the servers to come back online earlier today when they went down for maintenance. Uh, it, was, it was for the uh, Apple event. Yeah. They took them down so everyone would go watch that. They took them down to, to give Apple the spotlight for that couple hours. Yeah, but I, that's about all I've been playing lately is more Destiny 2. It's real fun. Nice. What have you been into? What's the one other thing you've been playing, Tomas? Uh, I got a Graceful Explosion Machine, I believe is the name the for Switch? the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a indie game. I actually, like, back in February when they announced it, I thought it was, like, super cool looking. And then I was, like, this week, I was like, okay, I need to play something, like, new. And so I looked, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I never uh, got that. So I picked it up, and ton of fun it reminds me of this uh master system game and the, the name escapes me right now ah, I, mm. okay but it stars like a little like green and red bird thing you know yeah it's a, it's a it's a ship it's a game where you're a ship and you blow blow up other ships right 
Yeah, I just I like want I want to say fan, excuse me. Is it like a running gun or no? No, it's not. It's not space harrier. It's okay. Uh, it it looks very similar to uh, pixel junk shooter. Obviously, pixel pixel junk is more um, level based, and it's like section by section how you knock those levels out. But the way that the game just kind of looks reminded me a lot of Pixel Junk Shooter, at least. Yeah. It's it's also uh, level-based. And then, like, you have a couple main weapons that you use, and it creates mm-hmm. a bunch of colorful explosions and stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's more arcade I like those uh, style of games, too, though. So it's I've only, like, it's only it. like 8 to 10 bucks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cheap. It's worth picking up. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's it's looked interesting for a while. I've written a few news stories about it for the site i think and uh it i think to, actually about the switch release or something like that or no it's coming to ps4 later this year is what it is no i think i think it already came out did it already month. come to P- yeah. ps4 okay so it's out on ps4 now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah check check it out on i mean i like the portability too because it's more of a level-based arcade style game mm-hmm. so those work like wondrous on the switch like a namco museum uh like those kind of games like work great so i've been having fun yeah, Switch has got a lot of good indies. We talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago or whenever. But uh, yeah, that thing's got a lot of good indie games on it, which is very nice to see at this point in its life cycle. So, Taylor, what have you been into lately? Well, I actually haven't been playing a whole lot of video games recently, just solely because I actually have the LSAT coming up. I'm taking it this Saturday. And I actually have uh, just, you know, I'm trying to go to law school, so I'm focusing more on this test than I have been playing. But I will say that I am doing a review on Lego Worlds for the Switch, so that's probably the only game I've been playing. I mean, I know, like, last week I had some time in between. I was playing a little bit of CSGO, but other than that, it's been probably just Lego Worlds. How, and then studying for the LSAT. How is how is uh, Lego Worlds? Is there an embargo for it? I would imagine not, since it's already out on other. Yeah, there's platforms. not an. Yeah, there's not an embargo out. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's it's already out. Like it, is, it came out last Wednesday on the Switch. That's what I thought. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. Do you have a score for it yet? And it's just not posted. Or where are you leaning at with that game right now? Yeah, I have the I have a review in the drafts right now. Uh, Lou just hasn't had a time to get to it, but I did re- um, give the final. I think it was like a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. I give it so. You can find out when it goes live, whatever that is. Probably later this <laughs> week, if I had to guess. So, <laughs> but yeah, that Lego Worlds looked interesting. I checked that out in an event I think last year, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the constant. It's very much more like Minecraft, isn't it? Where it's it's weird because Minecraft kind of yeah. stole from Legos and then Legos have kind of like come back around and taken or taken things from Minecraft. So it's like a very weird, <laughs> it's weird how those things have worked out. But from what I've seen of Lego worlds, I just, it looks cool, but I don't know if it would be for me. And that's my only hold up with it. Like, I mean, I've played, like, I'm trying not to really spoil the review because then nobody's going to really read it when it goes live. But I mean, I guess what I could say is it's, it's kind of like Minecraft, but there's enough, that makes it its own thing so yeah. you know kind of like how like it, it what, what kind of reminded me was of how a lot of like i know that a lot of people that reviewed this game like on consoles like on you know in pc and stuff like that they were saying like oh yeah this is just basically minecraft it's just, just a knockoff thing of minecraft but i mean, i don't know it seems a little unfair that's like comparing the division to destiny yeah and while there's some similarities with minecraft and lego worlds there is enough 
in Lego Worlds to make it its own thing. Yeah. Now, I, I I like the Lego games, more specifically Lego Star Wars series. Yeah. So when I was playing this game, it was a bit kind of like a different kind of like transition into it. I had some fun with it, but it was kind of like a little bit of fun of bits and pieces. And I yeah. go more in depth with it in my review. So you'll just have to wait and see the review when it comes out. You'll have to wait and see the full written word from Taylor about that game. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it could be a good Switch game, though. Um, yeah. Like if that oh, game, I don't think that game picked up a huge audience when it first came out, if I'm correct. I'm, I can't remember sales numbers for it specifically, but I remember it just kind of came out and that was about it. It was um, kind of just there. Yeah. It was yeah. in early access for a couple of years, I think, and yeah. then it, or like a year, and then it came out in March. And it was it was right next to like Ghost Recon and Zelda and, and all Zelda. that. So. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like if it's going to get a, at a any sort of resurgence, it would be on the Switch. That seems like a good device for that game. So. And a lot of developers are also saying that like Switch versions have been doing really well uh, recently, like Former Eight and uh, Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. I think those devs came out and said like. Oh, uh, our games are doing like way better on Switch than these yeah. other platforms. The Oceanhorn sure. devs did as yeah. well, didn't they? Or is that what yeah, you just I said? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so I, I think just for a lot of those more like niche, unique kind of games, I think the, the yeah. Switch promotes that a ton. I I wouldn't be surprised if once whenever Ukulele ever comes out on the Switch, whatever that may be, I wouldn't be surprised if the sales increased on the Switch than any of the other platforms it's been released on. Yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah, and I think well yeah, I, I could agree with that because I think people are know what they're getting now with Ukulele. Uh, the thing I think that yeah. hurt that game when it came out is that for some reason everybody was expecting it to be like nines and tens across the board and it came out and I think the Metacritic somewhere settled around like a Seven, seven, five. I think I gave it a seven point five myself in my yeah. Review. When I reviewed the game for the uh, for a different site, I actually gave it like a seven ish out of ten. Yeah, yeah. and I was really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. But like, I I look back fondly on that experience this year. I by no means like a lot of people think a seven's a bad a bad score. It's not. It's like, not I really enjoyed ukulele. Um, yeah, and I think people with those expectations now might look to pounce on it on the switch plus i've seen so many people saying time and time again i'm waiting for the switch version which i think is a smart thing with that game um, yeah i agree um i the will i will say this in in defense to ukulele uh when i did give it a 7 out of 10 i didn't i i wasn't like i did i wanted to give it a much higher score but just a too. lot of yeah, like it's just that a lot of the problems from those early platformers, like from the late '90s and like early 2000s, they those problems came into ukulele. And I'm just like, you know, for 2017, a lot of those problems are kind of obsolete for platform standards mm-hmm. today. So, well, that's that something. Was, yeah. I think when people look at revivals like that too, I think the problem with ukulele is that everybody was like, oh, we basically want like banjo three. But they didn't notice that, even though like the, the first two Banjo Kazooies are like Kazooie games are amazing in their own right. But then I think people kind of forgot a couple of the flaws like that those games would have in 2017. So the devs gave everybody exactly what they wanted, and then people got it, and then they were like, "Oh wait, this isn't really what I want." <laughs> like complained yeah. about it. Yeah, I think that's kind of how the Kickstarter games sometimes are. Fighting. Mighty Number no. Nine. I just Apple. don't. Mighty yeah, Number no, no. Nine oh, wasn't even. That was just anymore. a train wreck. From yeah, like that was just. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> like as soon as that community manager thing happened, like it was just downhill. What uh, I think what really happened was the one it just never updated and said yeah. any updates. Yeah. That's when it started going downhill. <laughs> it started going downhill for me after I heard hands-on previews and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's fine," and I was like, "Oh, well, this game's done." 
Uh, Taylor, the one thing I want to circle back to real quick before we happen in the news is when you were playing ukulele, uh, what were your early hours with it like? Because I remember my early hours with it when I was reviewing it. I had the I had the review copy like a couple of weeks before it was out. I'd say like the first three or four hours I spent with the game, I was like, yo, this is this is like a nine out of ten. This is amazing. And then the more I played it, the more it started to be like, oh, the problems with this are becoming much more apparent the more time I put into this. That's kind of how it was for me, at least. Yeah, I, I did get a copy from the publisher, like, you know, I, I believe it was like a week before the game was out. So I did have some time. I got the Xbox One version. That's so I was, I you know, I Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I spent some time playing with it, and I was just toying around, just messing around stuff, and I was like, oh my god, this is fun. And I'm, like, sitting here just like, you know, like a kid in a candy shop. I was like, it felt like I was playing on the N64 playing Banjo-Kazooie again, but, you know, once I started progressing through the story, and I was like, oh my god, the things that kind of pissed me off with Banjo-Kazooie and all these other early platformers <laughs> back then are here, and I'm like, why is it here? Yeah. It should not be here in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, it's here because you guys wanted it here. Yeah, you know, this is what I you just wanted for. a good platformer. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, no, no! I understand, and like, it's 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 possible for someone to come in and make a great three D platformer, like if they really want to try and do that. I mean, like even like Super Mario Galaxy has proven that. So mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey yeah. is I just about, think is that about um to do that probably that yeah, a that very that specific uh like kind of niche thing. I still like that. I still like that Super Mario Odyssey is duping Banjo Kazooie's formula. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm in for that. I'm totally yeah. done with that idea. I'm still getting weird vibes from Odyssey. Like what I played at E3 was fun, but I don't. I'm I'm curious to see how that game meshes together because it seems like very uh, like all the different worlds are almost like too different in a sense. I mean, but, uh, like they showed off the cooking world at Gamescom, and that looked like worse than the two I had seen at E3, which I were already that- like. <laughs> I think it's kind of Mario games are kind of always like that. At least the older ones, Galaxy maybe not as much, but uh 3D World was very much like that. Like cuz that was level yeah, based like Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Um I and Sunshine it's, it's I guess gonna... was a little bit more similar just cuz it had that tropical setting, but 64 had some pretty varied worlds. Yeah. It's just they're Sunshine going, is so They're going more outside the box now rather than Ice World, Fire World, forest world oh, whatever i don't yeah, know I'm, water world i'm glad about that yeah i'm glad about that yeah because i want to see a little more creativity with the worlds and like because yeah. you know eventually everyone's gonna get to a point where like oh this is kind of redundant yeah it's, it's just it's an element follow and then they made a whole, an entire world based off that element so <laughs> yeah Mario Odyssey is going to be great. I'm really excited for that. Uh, let's get into some news. We didn't do any last week because there really wasn't too much to talk about. Uh, this is the week of remaster news. We've got a couple remasters we're going to touch on. First thing, though. Um, rumors for most of them, though. Yeah, rumors. <laughs> well, for one of them, at least. Um, <laughs> direct tomorrow. Quick aside on the Direct. By the time this posts, the Nintendo Direct will be done. We'll obviously be posting everything on the site as soon as it's revealed in the stream. All that good stuff. Uh, Quick predictions. Just very quick because this will be done. The stream will be done by the time that people are listening to this. (laughs) So there's not much point in predicting. Uh, Uh, One prediction for each of you guys. What are you expecting? Xenoblade releasing in uh, December 12th. December 12th. Yes. On top of another Wow, so game. precise. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think, that, uh, like, X came out in December, and it's going to be late this year. 
So I know I joked around with like the 31st or whatever beforehand. Now, Nintendo games release on Fridays though. So where is <laughs> Okay, then what's that fall? Friday? <laughs> that would be the 15th. Yeah. yeah, so between the 12th or 15th or 14th because they release on Thursdays too. I don't know. Yeah, they it's do Nintendo. They can do what they want. They typically do Fridays, <laughs> I think. Metroid's out this Friday. Yeah. Uh, Mario Odyssey is out on a Friday as well. So they typically do Fridays. Yeah. I think 15. that's a good bet. I think that's the one thing yeah. everybody's looking forward to in this direct is finally seeing a release date for that game, which they've said time and time again and will yeah. be this year. So yeah, I'm the one person that <laughs> <Time> <laughs> firmly believes that uh, that's going to be this I th- year. I think it'll be this year too. They're way too deep into the year to push it back. I mean, it's yeah. it's happened before. Like South Park got delayed pretty late last year. It's, but, it's, uh, if it's t- still 2017 after this direct, like, if they announce a release date, I think that's pretty set in stone. Yeah. like Yeah, point. I agree. I was like, they're announcing something big if they're having one, like, literally at this point of the year. There has to be something big, besides just Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> More footage of that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is that, like, their past few directs have all been game-centered. So it's not like they're like, hey, we're having a Super Mario Odyssey Nintendo Direct tomorrow. It's just a broad nintendo direct for switch and 3ds which makes me think yeah they're gonna do something bigger um this was... one's longer than the e3 one yeah this and is i think 45 yeah. minutes right? which is interesting but e3 didn't have a 3ds on, um, in that live stream so yeah it didn't because the metroid stuff was revealed later if i had to take one guess somebody i forget somebody said it earlier i don't know how accurate it was so don't take my word for this again by the time this is live what <laughs> you the stream will probably have <laughs> happened um, I think Smash Bros. is coming to Switch, and I think that's always been a thing that is going to happen. I think we're going to see a rema- one remaster tomorrow, or one port, and it, it will either be Smash Bros. or Super Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker just had its um, two-year anniversary the other day. I think I think Smash Bros. for Wii U coming to Switch makes the most sense, because that is a great game that I don't want to die on the Wii U. Yeah. I would like to have that on the Switch <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, I could also see them doing, not necessarily porting Mario Maker. I, I think with Mario Maker, it's really easy to create a version with new things on the Switch and be like, hey, it's new-ish and act like it's not just a simple port. Um, because there wouldn't technically be a Mario Maker 2 or anything like that. Like, it would just be an updated version of the game with more stuff. Um, and I could see that as well. I don't know. My... Those are my loose predictions, I guess. One or one or the other, one of those. My thing is that uh, with Super Mario Maker, like it would be possible to port it to the Switch and everything. Like, so I understand how people get that notion, but it was very much a Wii U game, also, and how it was yeah. set up. And I know it came to 3DS also, but both of those had like two screens and a stylus. And so while you they could do like, oh, dock, do you play levels undocked? You can make them or something like that. Yeah, I still think like the Switch. I don't think has a stylus, like or, so unless they make a first party no. one, like that they ship with the game. That yeah. that's something I think like especially with how Nintendo is, like mm-hmm. if they're going to do that, they're going to bring it to iPhone if they do touch. So it's kind of like a, I I don't see it happening on Switch. I think Mario Maker is kind of stuck with the Wii U because I think that game's like it's my second favorite game for the console, and I think it's because it's a 
like it's such a Wii U game in like a good way. Yeah, it was designed for the Wii. It was like the Wii U was in mind when it, they made it. It just it I, I I mean I would love to see it on the Switch as well. But when I just keep thinking back to it, I was like, you know, it, it it's like perfect match with the Wii U. There's I I, I just that's the thing I though could, they could they can make it work. Like they oh can, yeah, they can I, add slopes and I'd buy it. That's just like a very I think that's an important <laughs> game for Nintendo, and they shouldn't let that die on the Wii U because that is really like one of the. Uh, while the Wii U had its problems, that is definitely like one of the best games of that generation, probably that came out for that system. Yeah. Uh, so they should not let it die. They're back on the Wii U if they it's, can. It's help on it. 3DS, though. It I is, mean, but it's a kind of crummy version of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there's some problems <laughs> with that version of it. But it's think, it's not the ideal version I would recommend playing. Yeah. I will say that. But if you have a 3DS and that's like the only system in you you own and you don't have money for a Wii U, then I would suggest giving it a shot. But yeah. not my I will. Yeah, you should I wait until say... the direct when they reveal it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> I will say the Wii U version is going to get uh, screwed over later this year when they uh, turn off Miiverse. Oh yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> they announced they're doing yeah. that. So, and that, that's like a huge pillar of that game. Like, uh, I remember I made a level called Wa. And it was just you played as Waluigi, and it was like a, it just said "Wah," and then you jump on the flagpole, and just I got some funny comments on that. So, like, and just on levels too, that was a huge aspect of like giving hints and like giving mm-hmm. feedback and stuff. So, it's it's going to kind of suck that the game will kind of be dead once that shuts down, probably. Yeah, but. yeah, I agree. They need to for all the Switch's cool features. Um, they need to to get some sort of social network going on that thing again because me versus yeah. pretty cool. uh taylor what's your one quick prediction Ooh, you know this is hard uh i i agree with you that i could see them announcing smash brothers uh i don't but here's the thing like if that is the case it's definitely not coming out this year because i mean pokemon tournament's coming out soon so it's yeah. like they're not going to have two fighting games on the same system compete with one another especially since we all know that more likely than not smash brothers is going to just blow pokemon tournament out of the water not to say pokemon tournament's a bad game it's just that if you had to ask me right now which game would i want to would i grab first i would i would say super smash brothers if it it was more like in a heartbeat yeah but more realistically i think they are going to give more news about metroid prime 4 because we haven't really heard anything about it and there's been a lot of speculation that 2018 might not be its release date i could see them providing a little bit more insight on hey you know it's probably i could see them saying like oh yeah metroid prime 4 it's going to come out like late 2018 early 2019 i could see that as the most plausible thing to come out of this direct yeah it's uh <sighs> I think they have. I don't like, know. If one mention it. I don't know. Big new game will show too. Is my other. Yeah, that's the thing. thing. I think they yeah. need some sort of big game that they're going to show, and that's why I went with a port rather than a completely new title altogether. Yeah. Um, I can Animal Crossing. I'd like to see, but everybody's been waiting on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, give me Stardew Valley, man. <laughs> there's enough going on here tomorrow that they could definitely show something off. Like I said, by this point, you probably know what's happened. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to look up on the site and see everything that's happened. Last thing that I will mention, though, quickly before we move on from this. Uh, virtual console? Will they yeah. show that finally? Like, that is yeah, the one thing I have so, been waiting for with the Switch. I'm, I think there will be, like, a five-minute segment where they're just like, here's what our online program is going to be. I think here's there's a 40-minute segment on virtual <laughs> consoles. That would make me happy. Yeah, just a virtual console. If they console don't announce there. the release date, then mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't... I don't care about it. Yeah. Oh, and my, my other thing, uh, Mother 3... 
Never gonna happening be... to us. <laughs> Hashtag localize mother three. Yep. You hear that Nintendo? Localize it. <laughs> It'll never happen. Never gonna happen. Even though it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I just want. I didn't Earth think Okami was gonna, you know, get what it's going. But you know, we're gonna save that for later. Hey, no, thanks for the lob there. Okami <laughs> HD's a thing. <laughs> that transition. Uh, <laughs> we heard we heard rumors about this. What like a month ago that this was gonna happen. I heard this since like last year, late last year, honestly. Yeah, this, there's been murmurings about Okami HD coming to uh, current day consoles for a while. Uh, we got confirmation today. Okami HD is a thing. It is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, I think. Yeah, it is coming on PC. Uh, December yeah. 12th, uh, so mm-hmm. this year. 20 bucks, which is a really good deal for That's the game. Um, yeah. I'm super excited to play this. Taylor, I'm sure you have many things to say. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have two, for context, I have two games left on my PS3 backlog that I've been trying okay. to get to. One was Okami Ooh. HD. The other is Nino Kuni. I can now cross off Okami, and I'm a little bit closer to forever putting away my PS3. But I gotta play Nino Kuni at some point, especially before the second one comes out. I don't know when I'll yeah, do that yeah. though. <laughs> you might want to do yeah. it soon. I probably yeah, that takes though. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> January. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> how, you, how are you feeling about Okami though? Because I know this is a game very near and dear to your heart. Ooh, oh man, where do I start? Well, <laughs> I, personally, I was really excited. I always kept telling everybody, I was like, look guys, it's going to happen. The fact that it was co- it's coming to Xbox One, I was actually shocked. I didn't was That was kind of a curveball for me. So I'm just saying, if don't be surprised if I buy this game three different times. Because <laughs> I probably will get it on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. So, <laughs> it's only I, three for the price of one standard retail game, I guess. That's how you can. Pretty you know, it's, that's how it works. I, I, I rarely, I rarely double dip on games, but I, there's the exception for several games, and Okami is definitely one of them. It is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. I'd go as far as saying it's in my top five games I've ever played. I played it back on like when it first came out on the PlayStation Two, and mm-hmm. I, I just fell in love with it. So you know when I, you know when I heard about how it was getting all this like good like feedback from critics and stuff like that, and everyone's like who bought the game was like, oh yeah, it's so good, but then the sales were not matching the critical claim reception that it was getting, and you know that really kind of hurt me. I was just a little upset about that, but I have theorized that I personally believe it's because. It was when it was released. It came out like in 2006, around the same time the PlayStation 2 was kind of like dying off. And personally, I think Capcom should have just waited and put it on the PlayStation 3. I firmly believe that it probably would have sold better if it had just. It was a very. It was a very late era PS2 game. Yeah. And yeah. Those kind of games, that was also like when Gears of War and other similar games like that, like when games got really like. And not necessarily uh, worse, but like more brown and dark and gritty. So I think when yeah. you have this like beautiful game, uh, that it kind of turns some people off. What are your thoughts on uh, the the DS one, like Okami Den? Have you ever played that? <laughs> well, I played a little bit of it. I like to act like it never happened. A lot of people like to say, "Oh, but this is the the sequel." No, it's not. It's pretty much Okami, but like just chibi version. That's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I can respect it. It's a good game. I, I liked how I thought it was meant to be played on the DS or something like that. So I liked the proof of concept, but you know, I, the, I just wanted a true sequel to the game and I'm really hoping that this game does well 
on, you know, I, I really hope that it sells well when it gets ported over to these three consoles because this is a game that deserves a franchise. It deserves to, because they could, there's a lot of things in like Japanese mythology that they can go on. It could be kind of, it would be like God of War, but well, with a wolf. I was going to say, does it? Sense. So I've never played it, but like, does it set itself up for a sequel or a larger universe? Or is that just like something you would want? Because there's like some gaming experiences where I'm like, that's fine. I don't ever need a sequel to that game. Like The Last of Us, I don't ever need a sequel to that game, even though they are <laughs> making one. Uh, I don't know. Some games just feel good independent in like being yeah. by themselves. And I don't know how you feel yeah. about Okami like that. I mean, I, I can I can see both sides. I, I agree that the way it ended, I'm not going to spoil it, but the way it ended, I felt closure to it. But there was a lot of, like, Japanese mythology that they could follow on. So it could be, you know, it, they could have a totally new story and stuff like that. And it, it, it could be, like, kind of like how God of War has that kind of mechanic with the story and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of material they can go on. They just need to have the sales up. And I really am hoping that this will probably be its redemption to getting that because it deserves it. I, I think it's a game that a ton of people like. And obviously, like, the community, the people, like... The reveal tweet for this, like, I think PlayStation tweeted it out around, like, 11 o'clock this morning, and it immediately had, like, two or 3,000 retweets and likes and stuff on it. So it's, like, it's obvious that the fans who adore this game adore it. Um, I think, yeah, the thing... No, I was just going to say, like, I, I think the install bases of these consoles is so much higher. Um, that, like, this is a good time for it to make a resurgence, and the $20 price point is a good one. Um, it's practically I'll... giving the game away at $19.99. Yeah. That is giving the game away. Like, the amount... The, you were saying? Oh, yeah, the one thing I just wanted to state, too, is that, like, if you want to show this franchise, like, you want this franchise to continue, like, people do need to pay attention to it because, like, sometimes, like, companies, whether it's, like, a movie studio or a game studio, will do something like this, and then, like, people don't buy it, and then they're like, oh... Like, like, basically more people are saying they want something, but they're not willing to put the money down. So, like, if you're really passionate, I think it's, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm super excited to finally get into this one. Uh, that'll be something I look to finally dive into later this year. Like I said, going to do Nino Kuni at some point so I can put that <laughs> PS3 up. But that's, that'll be it, and then I can be done with last generation for good, even though I never turn my PS3 on anyway anymore. Uh, let's do a quick hit on a couple other remastered rumors. These are rumors, so don't take any of these as fact, obviously. Uh, there supposedly is a Vanquish and Bayonetta double pack that is coming to both Xbox One and PS4, um, which would make a whole lot of sense. The game showed up, what, on some, was it some retail sites? Was that what it was, Tomas? Yes, it was, I think it was some, uh, it like, was. Eastern European. Yeah. Uh, sites and just commenting quickly like i reviewed bayonetta when it came to pc mm-hmm. and well I, i'm not the biggest fan of its story uh but um it's it's still like an excellent game so like it's i'm glad that if, if this rumor does turn out to be true that like if they're bringing those pc versions over it'll finally because those, those were both games that kind of like okami didn't do as hot when they um well, and I think First, they've grown in, like, stature yeah. and, like, like, popularity since then. Like, Bayonetta's yeah. in Smash now. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. No, like, yeah, so that's why I think. Because <laughs> uh, even though Bayonetta, like, if a third game was going to happen, it's in this weird limbo where it may still be Switch exclusive. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think it's it's worth, like, I, I hope that rumor is true because it'd be good. Especially Vanquish, I think needs the exposure because that's much more underrated and fun. Vanquish is a dope game. Vanquish is like super cool. 
cool. That did uh, cover super well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a good bet that we'll hear more about that soon. Uh, again, it is a rumor, but uh, yeah, like I said, both of those just got PC ports, so it would make sense for them to just take the extra step and put them on consoles as well. So it doesn't seem a huge reach. Uh, the other big rumor thing that kind of blew up was uh, Shinmu is rumored to get... Uh, Shinmu 1 and 2, I mean, sorry, not Shinmu 3. Uh, Shinmu 1 and 2 is supposedly going to get remastered, or not remastered, but I don't know, I guess kind of remastered. Uh, ported, kind of like an HD, yeah, HD cleanup. An HD so remaster uh, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC as well, I think. Um, so that would be the first two games. Um, so that would be able to catch people like myself up who have no idea what Shinmu is before Shinmu 3 comes out. And then maybe I can It'll begin definitely to increase understand. sales for Shinmu 3. Yeah, maybe I think... then I can understand why everybody freaked out about that because I still don't understand. Yes, it's a good Sega's, game. Yeah, Sega's also capitalizing on the. Um, the Shinmu hype? On the, yeah, on the Shenmue hype, basically. Because one thing I've seen some confusion about, and I just want to clarify for those listening, is. Shenmue 3 is being developed independently of mm-hmm. Sega. So, like, it makes sense for Shenmue 1 and 2 to, like, this pack to come to Xbox One if it does, because Sega's just want to, like, is going to want to put it on as many, like, platforms as they can. Yeah. Or want to. So, yeah. So they are separate. Uh, I think it. Okay, I kind of lost my train of thought, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Logan, Shinmu pack would be good. Is what yeah, you're I mean, yes, yes, like, that, that's basically. I um, I don't think those games uh, like hold up as amazingly as some people claim. Like they're very innovative and creative and good, but uh, I don't know if like audiences this year will be as receptive. Yeah, that's the only problem. I think I would especially have into them after the complaints everybody had with the Shinmu three trailer. Like yeah. I don't know if like those were kind of some stuff that may have carried over from the Dreamcast version. I think you can be forgiving of bad facial feature animations in like a remaster or port or whatever. Uh, but you, you'll, you'll yeah. have people that it's like, oh, they should have done like a complete visual overhaul for PS4. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a lose lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. I won't be surprised if that rumor is actually a real thing because I remember before uh, Shenmue 3 was actually officially announced and went on Kickstarter, I remember I there was like a teaser photo and it had like three leaves and then like two of the leaves were like kind of like ripped in half and then one of them was like whole and I was like, oh my. And I remember I wrote for a site that's no longer available anymore, but I had said like, you know, could this be that maybe it's getting ported like the first two games are getting ported over i mean it, it just kind of like the way the image just looked i really looked into it and it's it might just be because i really like shenmue but you know uh i'm also but i honestly i could see that happening it makes the most sense especially since a lot of the people that probably own a playstation 4 now probably have never played shenmue 1 and 2 because they you know they came out on you know so such early on like in the 2000s and then like stuff like that and like not many people had a dreamcast to play shenmue 1 yeah. And, and they've yeah. never been on PlayStation platforms. Yeah, and so I, I, it makes the most sense for them to port the game over, both games over, because it will help a lot of people get catched up on the story. And I could see them, you know, putting it for. A, I don't think it's going to be full, like a full price. I could see it being like maybe twenty dollars, forty dollars at most. I don't think it'll be forty dollars, but if I could see that, you know, it in that price range. Similar to uh, Okami, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. So just, just so I it could, could kind of get people to play it. 
I could see it being 40 because it's two games. Like, I, I think that'd be their, like, business excuse. Like, I, I want to see it at 20, but uh, I could see it. Yeah, I could see them doing it individually for $20 each. 40 is not, not a bad price. It's really not. Like, no. if Okami was 40, I would still be like, oh, that's a good price for that game. Like, so for it yeah. to be 20 is even, mm-hmm. like, the extra mile. Like, oh, okay, dang. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... I think this has always made sense. Like I've always expected this to be an announcement that we get at some point, um, even without this rumor, or with, without this showing up. I think this one showed up again on a retail site, if I'm correct, or something like that, something overseas. Um, it popped up somewhere for like half a second and we spotted it. Um, yeah, I, it just makes sense for this to be a game that exists at some point uh, because there is so much Shenmue hype right now for the third one, and I think there are just large swaths of the gaming community that have no idea what this game is. Because um, <laughs> I know I am right there. I, I'm familiar with the look of the characters, but I could not tell you a single thing. You drive a forklift, I think, at one point? Something like that? That's about all I know about in the Japan, games. right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So my, my yeah, knowledge the second is one's limited. in, like, China. Uh, but oh, the first crap, one I'm not even. <laughs> well, no, the second one, the second one was in Hong Kong, and then the first one was like in was in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You 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 yeah you you're fifteen percent right. Half of it's in Japan. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I could see people complaining about the most is probably the quick time events because quick time yeah. events are extremely overplayed this time. But I will say that when the when especially the first game when it came out like a lot of people were saying oh it was a really good game and it didn't sell well and it was one at the time it was being developed it was one of the most like expensive games being made and the ideas that they had it was leagues ahead of what um of its time and i just felt like if it was released maybe in like mid 2000s or even probably yeah like mid or late 2000s i think it probably would have done better because yeah. just around the time it was released, it, it, people weren't. That's not what people wanted. So it just kind of like I was just like, man. It was also Sega's only chance to kind of do that. Yeah, so they went third party. So. Um, let's uh, let's yeah. I, I think Shenmue one and two will be a thing that comes at some point. HD remasters that is. Uh, last thing I want to touch on that happened earlier today, and uh, we'll just touch on this real quick because we're kind of running behind. Um, that game company showed up at Apple's event earlier today and showed off Sky, which is their new game. Uh, if you're not familiar, that game company is the group that the studio that has developed Flow and Flower and, of course, Journey, which is probably their most critically acclaimed game and probably one of the most critically acclaimed games, I don't know, maybe ever? Like, it's very high up there. Um, so with, with Sky... It is coming to iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV uh. first. It's not, exclu- it's not exclusive for that. So that was the thing. They put up a couple of videos, and then they outlined it in their website. It says it's coming first to those devices. Um, I so hope so. It will be coming to PS4 and stuff like that. You would have to imagine at some point. It's just I, not right away. I, yeah. um, I was kind of disappointed by the announcement because even though I think Journey is somewhat over- overrated, but I mean, I, I, that's not an argument I want to get into. Uh, just uh, it didn't mesh for me. I think like it did for a lot of other people. But I still recognized how like talented they were in like yeah. Flower and uh, I forgot the name of their Flow. game before that. Where um, yeah, Flow. Yeah, those those were like great games. So and like it's been five years and they've kind of been hyping this up for a year or two. So I was really curious to see like 
what it would be. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, it looks neat. And then it's like, and then I heard it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Apple TV and iPhone iPad. and iPad. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> and I was just kind of like, and I'm, I'm an Android and Windows user. So I, I don't own basically any Apple products. Yeah. So, like, they just alienated, like, someone who was, like, actively interested in the game. And so I hope it comes to, like, PS4 or PC or Switch or something. Yeah, yeah I, th- but, uh, I think you'll be fine. I think it'll show up. In yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but I just, it's, it, I think, and you could also see from the, like, reception on some videos, I think this was kind of, it was bad to announce it for just those platforms first. Because I think they kind of alienated, like, a chunk of their already audience with that. So. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. It could be one of those I'll things where it's out. like it's a very yeah. quick turnaround and it's on consoles. I remember when uh, Inside came out exclusive to Xbox One last year and it was on <laughs> PlayStation for a month later or something like yeah. that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same here. Yeah, I hope so. It, I mean, it, it looks somewhat like Journey. I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. I don't think it's that bad. They know it works. It looks uh, like, I mean, I brought it up to you guys in our staff chat, but it looks like, okay, like there are the similarities obviously in terms of how the game looks like it's going to be playing and how the characters might control the journey. But when I looked at the character models, there's even similarities within the patterns of the clothes they're wearing and uh, the eyes that they have. Like, it makes me think it's somehow tied into journey. I don't know how it would be. Um, At the end of... The only thing I can think of is that at the end of journey, when you finally get to the top of the mountain, spoilers or whatever... uh, you go into that like trippy heaven world place if you know what i'm talking about and like everything is bright and gorgeous and you're bouncing around all over the place the world of this game kind of looks like what you run into there at the end of journey and i'm wondering if there's somehow a correlation between the two um i would say no but I think it's. Yeah. I don't know if they'll explicitly state in the game yeah, like, that's "Oh, this the thing. is yeah. the same world as Journey." But I think like you can just tell from the trailer and the the design. I think it'll kind of be like a thing where, because I mean, their, their games don't really like throw stuff in your face. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's I think not, it'll it's, be kind of one of those things. Like when you play it, you can pick up like, "Oh yeah, this is Journey's world." Like you may fly over a desert at one point or something. Uh, but I, I don't think they'll explicitly say that. It's just like if you get that out of the game, that's what you get out of it. Yeah, I, I and agree. They do that well. It's actually uh, the announcements made me want to play uh, Abzu because it's been like sitting in my uh, Steam library. Bar- uh, lib- I can't say that word uh, for a library. while. Yeah, <laughs> library. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, because I don't know, it's kind of renewed my interest in those kind of games. I may give a Journey a shot again too, just to see if it meshes. Journey hit, me, Journey hit me more the second time around, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, how are you feeling about this? Did you see it by chance? Have you had a chance? Yeah, I, I did see it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, games like that never, re- like they always caught my eye because I'm just kind of a graphics whore. But, so, <laughs> but I never had like a chance to play like game like games like Journey. I do want to play it. I probably will play it at some point, but don't bother me because i'm not gonna sure when i'm gonna do that because <laughs> there's a lot of games on my backlog that i actually <laughs> am trying to i have three pages worth of things that i'm trying to hit my backlog on and i haven't even started yet so and i probably won't start until probably winter break honestly but i mean i i like the i was kind of like shell shock that they were announcing it on apple devices because i mean let's face it you know people who have apple products and or, or sh- let me rephrase that people who own like strictly apple products and like anti like PC and all that stuff. They're not necessarily the biggest gamers 
and it, I think yeah, just I think what you're trying to say is like the people who hardcore game on an iPhone <laughs> may not be the same audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the kind of thing that they're on. Yeah. yeah, is that what you're kind of trying to say? Yeah, it's pretty much what I'm saying. It's like it, yeah. they really alienated the, the targeted audience and yeah. instead like mistargeted, and they're you know it just I I I I would like to see more people get interested and stop playing Candy Crush all the time because there are better <laughs> games on the App Store than just freaking Candy Crush. And I'm so tired of people sending me Facebook requests about that. I don't play that game. <laughs> I never will. You can't pay me to play it. I mean, I would I, I would accept money to play Candy Crush. Free money. <laughs> I would take that. Uh, um, let's yeah. not talk about uh, I, yeah. I would rather play Dungeon Keeper Mobile. That's practically <laughs> watching paint dry. I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think Sky looks great. It's going to... Uh, Unfortunately, I think similar to Super Mario Run, it's going to depend on the price point. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'm curious yeah. to see how the price point differs between when it launches on mobile devices, iPad, and, or I, iPhone, I guess. I can't say mobile devices. When it launches on iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV, <laughs> I'm curious to see when it does eventually come to consoles, which it will, consoles and PC, uh, how much difference the price is going to be. Um, because Mario yeah, Run, Mario Run showed that the mobile. We, I mean, we you and I were talking about this earlier t- today, Tomas. The mobile market is so strange because the consumers in the mobile space have been bred that unless it's ninety nine cents or free, they're not spending any money on it. You more, know, more often than not, like even uh, Super Mario Run had less sales than Nintendo anticipated. So, yeah. the thing is, though, that I see a lot of people saying like. Oh, it failed. It performed under expectations, but I think—I mean, I don't have something directly in front of me. I think it got somewhere in the ballpark of like a hundred million downloads. Yeah. And so, if even a fraction of those people pay ten dollars, like Nintendo still made bank on that game. I think yeah, they were just this... expecting it to do even like better because it's Mario. Yeah, they like, did, they still did. Season, well, yeah. They still did well. My my thing with Mario Maker is less about the sales and more about just like the proof is in the pudding that people in the mobile space are less willing to oh, purchase things course. like that. Yeah, I think, that is my, that yeah. was my big takeaway from that more of less mm-hmm. of a, Oh, it was a failure and more of just say, Oh wow. The mobile markets, the mobile consumers are way stingier than I expected them to be. <laughs> I also, I also think though, it was kind of the, some people might've just been like, Oh, Mario's on iPhone and then kind of downloaded it for a second and then kind of dropped it immediately. <laughs> it was yeah. on a whim. Yeah. So I think, I think like, so I still think it made money because I think a su- substantial amount of the player base like did buy the full thing. I ended up not doing that, but uh, like, I, I still think it did well. I don't agree when everybody says like, Oh, it, it flopped. Like it didn't flop. It just under like sold their like lofty expectations for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? so. Yeah. I, uh, oh. I agree. And then that. with the, Oh, with uh, just one last thing for uh, that, that game company's uh, new game. Yeah, basically what I was saying, I just think they kind of mistargeted. Like, I'm interested in the game, but I can't pick it up on any of the platforms they've announced so far. So I, I hope that game comes to other consoles because it looks good. I think it <laughs> I think we're fine. I think we can all rest easy. So if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and you think it's stranded on Apple TV forever... Uh, don't worry. I, I think we will get it on our PCs and consoles down the road. It's coming to the Ouya also. Not the Ouya and the Engage as well. The Nokia Engage is making a comeback. Uh, let's, jump into, okay. let's jump into our topic of the week and transition out of news um, because I wanted to touch on something because the day we are recording is National Video Game Day, which is a thing uh, that I was not aware of until recently. <laughs> 
Um, so we put up a piece today on the site that was basically every year we do something different. I think last year it was more of just like a piece about how we got into games and why we, why we still play games on a regular basis, stuff like that. Uh, this year we talked about games that we continue to come back to time and time again. Um, and I, I, I think that subsector or games that apply to that, um, for most of us also tend to be our favorite games of all time because the games you are your favorite are probably the games you're going to be going back to more often than not um, the most. So I wanted to, I asked our community, our listeners out there um, for some of the games that they go back to the most or slash some of their favorite games of all time. And I'll read those off in a second. Um, but starting here, um, what are some of the games just maybe rapid fire? You don't have to go too deep into any of them if you guys don't want to. Uh, what are some of the games you guys come back to the most um, slash some of your favorites? You can go, if you wrote if you wrote an, a piece for that article we put up, you can choose something else because I know that we already <laughs> talked about Okami, Taylor. Listen, I, already, I like it a lot. I'll talk about it some more. But there are other games <laughs> aside from that that I do go back to a lot. Uh, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, uh, dusting off my PlayStation 2, playing Jack and Daxter, you know, I, it came out on the PlayStation 4 as a digital release. Yeah. I have yet to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> That's on my backlog. Yeah. But yeah. So um, and also like Sonic CD is another game I like. I mean, I know a lot of people like to think it's like the best like Sonic game ever. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as saying that, but it is a very good game. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Is a really good. That's a great game one that, that you yeah. can get something new out of every time you go through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like um, and I guess like one more game that I can think of off the top of my head is probably gonna be Halo Two. And I know that the servers for the original Xbox are down, so please don't say that anything about that because I'm not dumb. But you know, in the I, so when I play Halo Two now, it's in the form of the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gone back to Halo Two multiplayer in forever. That sounds really fun though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I actually don't even know if I ever played it on Master Chief Collection. So, oh the the anniversary maps are are great. You got to and pull myself away from another Bungie game, Destiny Two. I will <laughs> hop into Halo Two at some point. That actually sounds really fun. Uh, Tomas, what are some of the ones that you would say for yourself? Uh, well, just this weekend, actually, when I was at home, I played uh, my favorite game of all time, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Like yeah, the original one, not the one coming later this year. <laughs> no, no, no. He, like he time traveled, guys. No no, 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 no. The one later this year looks like it could be like almost as good, but uh, but I just got burnt by the first one, so I'm going in with the uh, lower expectations. But yeah, so like, pair uh, pandemics, Star Wars Battlefront two. It's just a really solid third person or first person shooter, depending on how you play it. I can just go into like instant action or galactic conquest and just kind of like play not not mindlessly but just like get like gets uh, like um absorbed into the game for a long period of time it was one i got when i was uh super young and i could just i sunk hours into yeah so it just i mean i know it does have some flaws but it, it's my favorite game of the all time and uh one i return to and then uh the whole pokemon series i've pr- played uh pretty much every generation in out and backwards multiple times mm-hmm. so <laughs> it just i mean sapphire is like one, I'm basically going to say my uh, three favorite games of all time. Um, <laughs> Sapphire is my favorite. I know Emerald's better, but uh, like <laughs> Sapphire, I have a huge emotional connection with. I try to play that every so often. And yes, in that series, I think it gets some flack just because it's like, oh, it's Pokemon. But uh, 
it, they are really solid games, and it's been going on this long for a reason. Uh, and then my third one's uh, Batman Arkham City. Yeah. Another game I've uh, played in out and backwards. And actually, I was I was just kind of thinking over the past couple of days, and it made me notice, uh, like, back when that game came out, I was actually more into, uh, like, comic books and movies and games than games. And, I mean, I'm still, like, into those other ones, too. But I remember when Arkham City came out, it almost, like, branched me over from comic books to games. Because, like, it, it was one of the first games, like, not counting Pokemon or Star Wars, that, like, I played it. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a well-made game. And it kind of <laughs> made me notice, like, what, uh, like, it basically got me into, like... How old were you when you played that game? You were, like, what, tw- 11 or 12? <laughs> well, yeah, I think I was 12. 12 or 13. I'm, I'm young. I'm the baby. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but so, yeah, that's my uh, third favorite game of all time. And it's just an incredible game. Play it on 360, because the remaster sucks. Uh, but... <laughs> Actually, really? they may you didn't like the remaster? Now. Yeah, no, I I reviewed it, and at least at launch or like pre-launch I, when I played it, I reviewed the, it as the well frame for rate, another outlet. Yeah, the frame rate, like just I don't know if it was my PS4, it just like stuttered constantly if you were outside. I didn't have a problem um, with the frame rate. I had really? problems with the uh, the way they recolored everything. It was oh, yeah, way yeah, yeah, too yeah, that, that bright. Was, like I, that was a problem too. Yeah, but, uh, it, yeah it, so. like the, those games are kind of inherently dark and then they brighten yeah. up way too much and i was like yeah. that's, that's not a oh, kind of like how they put all the like the colorful like sonic heroes like assets into shadow the hedgehog and it just yeah. they just didn't move right <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah no but it's just uh arkham city like i said it's, it's a game i've played like in and out like most dlc costumes uh like new game plus without the little counter meter like you know i don't think i've hundred percented it because i sometimes avoid some riddler trophies but uh I pretty much You've done. Never gotten all the Riddler trophies in there. I don't think so. I. Oh, this come is on. I need to do that. Yet. Well, don't, don't make me go back and do that. Uh, you should. I've gotten all the Riddler trophies in all of those games. It's an it's obsession a, for me. Yeah, I did an Arkham Knight, but um, yeah. So I know I just I I love that game. Rocksteady's great developer. See last week's Shotcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's just it's cemented as one of my favorite games of all time. It's one I return to even though my 360 is basically all but broken at this point. Um, I, uh, I that like, is uh, yeah, that's one like of my the favorites front as well. Face plates off, and I have to use like a paper clip to open the disc drive. It's bad. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but it's just I mean it's worth popping in every like at least once a year for me because it's just so good. I agree. Yeah, you and I are both huge comic fans and Batman fans, so uh, that's one of my favorite games of all time as well. I mirror everything that you just said about it. Uh, (laughs) As far as games I return to a lot, um, I used to play Uncharted 2 a lot. I think that's still the best Uncharted game. Probably played through that. Uh, Which one? My least favorite in the series. You're an idiot. Uncharted 2 is hands down the best entry in the series. 3 is my favorite. No. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I know. Like, I, why don't you guys like Those three? I moves. like three. <laughs> Just two is better. Like, I why? think the, I think yeah. the, the storytelling <laughs> two is way better. I just two just. Yeah, it, I played them all the way. Like before four came out, I did one, two, and three, and I had more fun with like three. And then I probably put two like slightly higher than one. Actually, I take back. That's the worst. Uh, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, cause no, I said that when I introduced it, so it's probably the, fighting words, it's, it's on the same level as Uncharted 4 for me, and I'd say 3 is still my favorite, cause I, I, 3 had some great set pieces, like I'm the, always uh, gonna be biased towards yeah. 2, because I played it when it came out, that's my problem with that. I, did, I did, like, a year after, and where, then didn't did really absorb it, cause I was, like, it, 10, and then I played it, like, 2 years ago, 
And so I thought it was good, but I it was still wasn't my favorite. When did you play it, Taylor? <laughs> did you happen to play it at launch? Because that's the one thing I've always said. Like, if you played that game at launch, you realized how big of a leap forward it was for games like within the action genre. Uh, whereas yeah. other people who I've I, met I, who I, are I like. Launched. Yeah, people who I've met who are lower down on Uncharted 2 like played it like two or three years after it came out. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that's because that yeah, game kind of changed everything for everything mm-hmm. that came yeah, after it. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand it. It's probably the best. I'm just dumb, but uh, uh, um, <laughs> no, three is my favorite. I just that that the boat uh, sequence in three I thought was amazing. How you like go through that and then it flips on its side and you go back through that. Like I was wild playing that on a PS3. I remember it was a. When I went and, uh, cause I actually only owned two for a couple of years and I went and like to buy like one and three cause they were like discounted at the GameStop I was, uh, nearby, but like the Nathan Drake collection had been announced at that point. Uh, so like when I brought them up to the register that the GameStop guy was like, oh, you should pre-order the next gen thing. And I was like, nah, I just want <laughs> one and three for my, uh, PS3. <laughs> and he was like so mad. Like I could just see as he was checking it out. He was like, oh, you should have bought the $60 version. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I can get both of these for like under like eight bucks. Like, why would I not? <laughs> um, as far as like my other games that I'd put on that list, um, I'll just keep it short. And I, I think I mentioned it last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bioshock is probably one of my favorite games ever. Uh, I, I think if I had like a number one and number two of my favorite games, number one would be Ocarina of Time because, of course. Um, and then number two is probably Bioshock. Um, I think I've played Bioshock like five or six times, which I know is like not a lot compared to some people. Cause I know some people are like, it's my favorite game ever. I've played it 25 times. I'm like, Oh shoot. I have no idea how you did that. Um, I really adore Bioshock though. Uh, so much that I'm centering in my senior project around it. So we'll see how that goes this semester. Um, Ooh. but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed Bioshock. I'll probably, replay that soon actually because i think i'm gonna have to do a a capture footage run to get all my own footage for that game that i can then use in some videos um but yeah bioshock is a game that's always really hit home with me i really enjoy that game's world um let's touch on a few from our readers or our listeners i guess one or the other both um, <laughs> so we hit them up. Yeah, the shock casties. We hit them up <laughs> in our Dual Shockers Discord, which you can join if you click on the post uh, in this on the website. When we post the shot cast, if you click on the post, there'll be a link there that'll take you to another article which has our join links for the Discord. It's not very hard to do. Just look for the links in the article when we post this, and you can go join it yourself. We've got a bunch of cool people there in there who hang out with us and talk about games all the time. I'll run down the responses we got about some of their favorite games and some of the ones they come back to the most often. Uh, Believe it or not, user Roxas underscore 91. You guys have any idea what his favorite game of all time might be? Or one of them? It's definitely not Kingdom Hearts 2. Final (laughs) Fantasy 7. It is Kingdom... (laughs) He says... He or she, I don't know who it is, actually. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. And Nino Kuni are my favorite games ever, but there are many more which I totally love, like some classics like Spyro, I'm hoping for a remake, or newer games like Overwatch. So that is what Roxas91 says. Nice. Um, MG Noxa said, Resident Evil 4, I freaking love it. Intense gameplay, good graphics that still hold up today, and really silly one-liners. 
Uh, I've only played Resident Evil 4 once, but I've been wanting to replay it for a I've, really I've long time. I've only played parts of Friends House. I I might pick it up on PS4 at some point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Or Switch, hopefully it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> it's on PS4. It's on, it's, on, it's on sale on PS4. It's like always down to 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I'll get it eventually. OG yeah. Danny P-Boy says, there's a classic game I used to play on the SNES called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Had in super intense co-op moments. Um, we I've also... heard great things about that game. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, I've, I'm not... I've never played like, it either. That's like 10 years before me gaming, so <laughs> I haven't played it, but... Uh, it has yeah. good box art, or like the box art from that yeah. game. Yeah, the uh, box art's really trippy. It kind of reminds me of like a like a fifty like a B movie fifty like horror fifties movie or something kind of. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> something like that. Uh, Dangerous Dan ninety one says Crash Bandicoot. Dangerous Dan, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Go back and listen to my rant about Crash Bandicoot last week. Uh, GTA. He says the PS two titles. So that would be. San San Andreas and Vice City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon, Mario, Sonic, and Final Fantasy. So he's hitting on all the mascots there. Mario. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He he just likes all the Marios, all the Sonics, and all the Final Fantasies. Even Super Mario Sunshine? Super Mario Sunshine's amazing. Don't make me kick you out of this podcast right now if you're going to say something (laughs) bad about it. (laughs) No, I actually, I I like Super Mario Sunshine. It's a bit of a, it's a, it's a black sheep of the game. Like a lot of people who say they love Mario, they, when you, when you mention Super Mario Sunshine, they just kind of like, oh yeah, well I like to act like that just never happened. I'm just like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. really freaking good. Like if they announce Virtual Console tomorrow and they announce GameCube, I hope that is one of the first like three GameCube games that comes up, comes out on Switch. I would totally play that again. It's got, like, super tight controls and stuff, too. Like, I don't really understand a lot of the complaints for that game. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I don't get it either. I uh, got two more. Frog Guru says, once again, Kingdom Hearts 2. Destiny 2, already on the short list. I guess that would be a game you return <laughs> to quite a bit. Uh, if Destiny was on your, <laughs> I, If Destiny was on your list before, I guess it's easy to slot in Destiny 2 now because... No one's going to be playing Destiny 1 anymore. Uh, Halo 2, so same as you, Taylor. And then Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid's a good one. I can't believe I actually didn't put that on my own list. Um, and then last one, we have Uttermost underscore Orange, who says Neo, Final Fantasy 12, Skyrim, and GTA 5. All on next gen. All, <laughs> you got uh, lucky there. They're all, all, all either. All last gen. Nah, Final Fantasy twelve is. Uh, it just got re-released. Well, I guess I guess PS4. you could I guess you could play all of those on PS4 right yeah. now. So, or, <laughs> good, or good Xbox choices. One. Those are all good games. So yeah, those are all great games. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners who joined in uh, for that segment this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed National Video Game Day, whatever the heck it's called. I, I whatever. <laughs> um, Let's do releases, and then we're going to jog out of here. Surprisingly, there's a ton of releases this week, so we're going to go down them real quick. Uh, NASCAR Heat 2 is out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One this week. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 is out on PC, PS3, PS4, <laughs> Xbox 360, <laughs> and Xbox One. Still getting those last-gen ones Those there. sports games. <laughs> uh, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition is out on Switch, which I might cave and buy. Because I really like that game. We'll have to see. <laughs> uh, Tooth and Tail is out on PC and PS4. Yeast 8, Lacrimosa of Dana 
don't know. <laughs> so don't attack us. Yeah. Uh, I know we've got a review for that one on the site. That is out today on PS4, PS Vita, and PC. Uh, Baja Edge of Control HD is out Thursday release this week. It is on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Divinity Original Sin 2 comes to PC on the 14th. Again, a Thursday release this week. Uh, Earthlock Festival of Magic is out on Wii U. Surprising. Uh, Hive Swap is out on PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, And then Friday releases here. We've got a couple big ones on Friday, surprisingly. Uh, first, we have Dishonored Death of the Outsider, the Dishonored 2 spinoff with Billy Lurk as the main character, main protagonist this time around. It's a $30 spinoff. Uh, that is coming out very quietly, isn't it? Am I wrong about that? It's It's got a decent amount of trailers and stuff. Yeah, but I it's... Uh... I don't that, know. That, uh, it's, that it's like fan totally... base is really hardcore. Yeah, like my, my brother's super into that game, and he's he's beaten. That's a game he's beaten like probably over like twenty times. Yeah, <laughs> just in like a ton of different methods. Yeah, so pe- I agree. People, people, people jump on it. People who love those games are definitely there for it. But maybe I don't know. It has just gone completely over my head that it is uh, out on Friday, the fifteenth this week. Uh, Metroid: Samus Returns is also out on Friday on the 3DS. Uh, that is, uh, hopefully something oh. we will have a review for up on the site soon. Last time I checked, I think, uh, there were some shipping errors with who the game was getting shipped to, our reviewer. So, uh, we're a little bit behind in terms of getting our review up because I know Embargo has hit for other sites and there's a couple other reviews up right now. They all seem to be pretty good as well. Seems to be reviewing very well <laughs> across the board. So that's good. That'll be out on 3DS. That is kind of the 3DS swan song and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. At least that's what it seems like. <laughs> I guess we got Persona Q can, and stuff like that. Can I throw in a couple more games? Yeah, uh, well, I was going to say we've also got it. NHL 18, 18 yeah. PS4 and Xbox. There's a, I believe, NBA Live 18 also came out this week. Uh, I, I don't. I played that in a, so, at an event back in... So here's the I, thing. I believe it did. So here's the thing with like, that. They've been really weird about that. That's uh, actually, thank you for reminding me, NBA Live. In, oh, it comes out in three days. Yeah. NBA uh, Live is out in three days? So yeah. I think, yeah, it comes out on September 15th. Okay, so that's the thing. I don't know if that's the actual release date, um, but both NBA Live, I guess, and um, NBA 2K are out on the 15th if you pre-order it. Um, it might just be straight up out for NBA Live. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's I know, straight it, up. It is. I know straight 2K, up. I know 2K18, though, technically releases next Tuesday, the 19th. But if you pre-order the game, you get it this Friday. But also, p- <laughs> retailers put it on the shelf this Friday. Um, so technically, it's out Friday. Like when I we used to work at GameStop, people would come in and be like, hey, is NBA 2K, 2K18 out? And we'd say... No, you can pre-order it, and we have copies right here that we can give you right now. So basically, they're buying a pre-order that they are then getting immediately. It's really dumb. It's it defeats the purpose of pre-ordering. Yeah, yeah. it's out Friday <laughs> for all intents and purposes. So uh, that's out on Switch, PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One as well. And then you have a few more as well. Oh yeah, so so uh, NHL 18, NBA Live 18, which uh. I'm not sure. Uh, did you play ever play the demo for that? I did not. No. I did. I I liked it. I liked it. I can't really say whether or not I'm going to like the game as a whole yet because I still haven't. I still have to play it. I'm actually going to review it for the site. So 
I'm excited to get to play the whole thing and not just be limited to the demo. But what I did get was was promising. I will say that. So, you know. And then uh, one last one is uh, Samurai Showdown, without the W, because it's Japanese. Uh, five it's like Special. Shogun, but Showdown. Uh, no. I get showdown, it. yeah. Uh, yeah. Samurai Showdown 5 Special is releasing on a PS4 and Vita, and that's an old uh, SNK fighting game series from, like, the Neo Geo days, which I have this really weird, like, interest in the Neo Geo and the Neo Geo Pocket Color, even though I don't own either. And, like, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Um, So, like, and, but I've played, like, parts uh Samurai Showdown and, like, King of Fighters and stuff like that before, so. And this game specifically, when it came to consoles in the West, it was heavily censored and, like, buggy, so it never really got a good release, yeah. Um, <laughs> typical early 2000s. Uh, but, so so this is the first, like, fully fleshed-out release for it, so I'm probably going to end up picking it up. And I, I have my, like, PS4 for uh, fully functional and everything in my dorm room, but, uh, yeah, it's and it's on Vita, too, So and it's cross-buy, so if you get it on one, you get it on the other. So, Azaria, you know, then you get it on the Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I think that's the three I had. So, uh, pick of the week then. And uh, do we want to count NBA Two K? Because that might sway <laughs> my choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Metroid. Huh? Okay. Um, On a technicality. Yeah, we won't. We won't include it. We'll do it for next week. How about that? We'll pit it to. We'll pit it against uh, Steam World Dig Two and uh, Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom for next week. <laughs> we'll push it to then. Uh, for this week, yeah, I mean, um, Metroid. Then I guess um, the Wii U game definitely. Yeah, the Wii U. Game. <laughs> I mean, that? not to discredit the developers because they probably worked hard on it, but. No, you're being a, late to the you're party, being a right? real jerk, Tomas. You're being a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. uh, Metroid's the easy pick. Uh, there's always, like, one easy pick on this list, it seems like. Uh, that's probably Metroid Samus Returns. I, I don't know. It's the first, like, real Metroid game in eight years. <laughs> so, <laughs> in six, seven years. Yeah. So, yeah. well, like, even... We're not going to count that Federation game. That was what was the last like... actual, like, 2D one like this, though? Was it uh, uh, Fusion, I believe. Was it, uh, I think it was yeah, Fusion. Yeah, was it Fusion? It was wow. just like 2004. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been over 10 it's years. Been like almost 15 years. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, very strange to think about. Um, yeah, I, I, I think for that reason, even though it is a remake of Metroid 2, um, I, I, yeah. it's another Metroid 2 remake. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one. That's <laughs> another, the one another. I, that's the one I would push as uh, pick of the week. You guys? Yeah. Mine would probably. Uh, I mean, like Metroid, like you uh, said before, you mentioned the sports games, but uh, Samurai Showdown 5, like I said, I think that's really cool of SNK to kind of put that out. I like the, like, Garo, Mark of the Wolves, which they put out back in December. Yeah. I really enjoyed, too. So I have a soft spot for, like, fighting games are one of my, uh, like, more favorite uh, genres, and uh, SNK especially I have, like, the soft spots for, so I'm looking forward to, like, being able to play that. And then hopefully if that does well, They'll revive the series like they did with uh, King of Fighters. Taylor, Taylor, where are you at? What's your pick? <laughs> NBA Live 18. NBA Live 18. Whoa. Well, I mean, I'm not, you know, I 
I, I I like 2K. I like the 2K series. I can respect that it is a powerhouse. It's a monster that can't be fed, for sure. But I've just been waiting for a game to give 2K a run for its money. And from what I played on the demo, it seems that Live 18 just might be a, cont- a top contender. Uh, I mean, because like, like I did... Like, the early NBA, like, live titles, I was not a big fan of, especially NBA Live 14, just the stiff-ass yeah. controls. It felt like, I don't know, it just felt like everybody was constipated or had a stick up their ass, and it just kind of <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, and I, I thought it was cool that they introduced the WNBA. Why 2K has not done that yet is kind of surprising. But I'm glad to see that they added that in there because that's something that you cannot get in 2K. And, you know, given that live, the live series has been on a hiatus for such a long time, they really are coming pretty big with, you know, with this release. So I'm really hoping that it does pretty good. And I feel confident that it is going to sell very well. The only way that they would compete is if they abandoned NBA Live and instead went back to NBA Street. And then... Yeah. Well, this game actually incorporates, like, uh, street aspects. Like, there's yeah. parts of the game where... Uh, I should remember this. I previewed it. But uh, there's I forgot the names. But um, there's two. There's, like, the league and then uh, the streets. The streets. I think I yeah, it's the, streets. the name. Uh, yeah, and so, like, there's, like, different roles and stuff, like, depending on which one you play. Uh, James Harden... Junior, I believe, is the uh, he's cover. Just James Harden. He's, yeah, he's the cover athlete. What, for... And I'm not a, no, I'm not a huge no, basketball no, game player. Junior, but, uh, I don't think. What, what I played was fun. It's, uh, it, there hasn't been that much fanfare around it though. Like prior to launch, like well, I haven't that, seen anyone really talking about well, it. Well, that's the thing, and that was going to be my response to Taylor. I mean, this is an entire can of worms we could open, and uh, I don't know. Probably shouldn't hear at the end of the episode, but <laughs> I, I think 2K is such a brand at this point unto itself that uh even if nba live was a better game from a technical perspective um people just identify basketball games now with 2k and oh yeah because of that i don't think nba live could ever give it a run for its money uh i think they have to be really consistent for a couple years yeah I mean, I, I I completely agree with you on that. I will say, um, graphically speaking, just based off of all the screenshots and gameplay I've seen, graphically speaking, 2K18 obviously has the better graphics. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I really, like, I love graphics and visuals and stuff for games and stuff, but, like, I can overlook graphics if there's good gameplay. Yeah. So I'm not going to determine that live is going to be a bus solely because 2K has is better in terms of graphics. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, and we'll have to see what happens when you review it, I guess. That is our good ending point <laughs> for that, I guess. With all that in mind, we'll see how our site. reviews. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm reviewing 2K18 and you're reviewing NBA Live. So we'll see how the two match up when they release. Uh, yeah. That's going to be it for Shotcast episode 45, though. Thank you so much to for listening this week. Uh, we hope this was a fun episode for you whether you're listening on your commute or at your desk or whatever the heck you may be doing while listening to this show uh again 
you can go to DualShockers.com to find all of our other stuff, all of our written content, I should say, all of our uh, reviews, previews, interviews, news, all that good stuff. We got that all on the site. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, but you don't want to come to that URL every day, you can follow us on Twitter at DualShockers, and you can see what we're posting there and keep up to date with all the new things that are happening in the gaming industry. Uh, you can also follow the three of us on Twitter. I am at moreman 12 Tomas is at BarkingGecko99, and then Taylor is at TayNixter. So follow us all there if you want to keep up with our personal lives, whatever the heck we might be doing. Who the heck knows? Posting um, memes. Posting <laughs> memes uh, and talking about how addicted we are to Destiny 2. Yeah, that's what will happen <laughs> on our okay. Twitter accounts, at least for mine. Um, but, yeah, that's it for episode number 45. Again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, as always. And we will be back next week with a new episode for your ears. Until then, take it easy.